Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, March 5th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the sales pace of the Biden administration's legislating, plus what they're teeing up next but refusing to talk about. Number two, the latest on COVID relief. And number three, the case for Shalonda Young to lead OMB. Okay, Jake, we have an interesting top this morning in Punchable News AM about the snail's pace of the Biden administration's legislating compared to both Donald Trump and Barack Obama. Yeah, Anna, this is interesting because Joe Biden has signed just one bill into law. That's it. One bill after 44 days. Um, And it was a waiver to allow Lloyd Austin to serve as defense secretary. Uh, And if you look at Donald Trump, who had an all-Republican Washington in 2017, Barack Obama, who had an all-Democratic Washington in 2009, they had a lot more done uh, by now. Uh, Trump had eight bills into law, and Obama had five bills into law. So, you know, listen, it's part of it is because, you know, there was the January 6th attack, and I think that slowed things down. And uh, Biden also didn't have the Senate majority until then, and or Democrats didn't have the majority until then. But it's just notable that, that they have not really done anything so far. Um, yeah, and- to me, right, obviously, we, we knew it was going to be a slow kind of ramp up, but uh, just because you had him trying to figure out this new Washington that it was not, I don't think it was until January 20th until both of the democratic senators from Georgia uh, were put into place after the special elections. But one of the things I do think is interesting because you see such a contrast to me from the Trump era in particular to this Biden era where Yes, he hasn't gotten a lot done in terms of laws and legislating, but he has done a huge number of executive orders and actions because I think this was a way that AIDS knew that it was going to be slow, right? But it also just shows a return to kind of the career diplomat, the career staffer, the folks that know how to use executive actions and other measures that the executive branch has that you know, if you're a novice in politics, you don't necessarily know how those levers work exactly. Yeah, but also, Anna, you know, you think back to um, previous administrations, previous Congresses, and a lot of times they have an agenda to move. You know, I think of 6 for 06 when Nancy Pelosi took the majority in 2006. 2007, they moved quickly. It's just clear that the, this administration and this Democratic majority didn't have a a kind of steady drumbeat of things that they could pass into law quickly. And part of it's because of the filibuster, but they didn't have a things that, anything they could pass into law quickly to get some quick victories. The other thing I just want to note here, too, before we move on to COVID relief, which is just important, is to your point, I mean, they've been singularly focused on COVID relief. They haven't had this huge agenda. They've started to see some of these bills and that are real progressive priorities start to move in the House, whether they're dead upon arrival in the Senate. We'll see. But one of the things that's super fascinating to me is the White House, it's not gonna, it's not saying it out loud. It's not even really whispering it. But infrastructure is their next priority. What is the deal there? Yeah, so Joe Biden had a bunch of House 
Republicans and Democrats over to the White House yesterday and talked about infrastructure, infrastructure, highways. I mean, God, anybody who's listening to this podcast knows our roads are messes. Our airports look <laughs> like they're like, you know, we're in a third world country. We we need something to, to I think everyone agrees that this isn't a partisan statement. Now, where it gets partisan is how they fund it and how they how they structure it. And that's a big deal. But that, but listen, I would I, I think that Everybody around the president, including the president privately, says that infrastructure is next. The White House is not has not said that. And they've they've wanted to remain vague on it. All right. The number two story of the day. COVID relief continues to plod its way through the chamber. The reading of the bill has been read. It took 10 hours and 43 minutes to read the entirety of the 628 page COVID relief bill. They wrapped up around 2 a.m. The Senate comes back this morning at 9 a.m. to resume consideration of the bill. But we're just really kind of starting this process, right? We are just starting this process. It's it's going to be a long one. Uh, after they wrap up um, the reading, which they have, the Senate's going to come back and they have 20 hours of debate evenly de- divided between the two parties. So... They could give some of those hours back. They don't have to use all of them. And then after that is the Votorama. The Votorama is unlimited amendments on this budget bill. Many of them will be politically charged, political amendments and not substantive amendments. And uh, that could last a while. So, you know, I would anticipate the House, will, the Senate will move this bill kind of this weekend, probably. And then the House will get it back early next week. All right. And the third story is something we've been following very closely, right? It was Neera Tandon as OMB nominee that obviously tanked. They finally pulled her nomination this week after fighting for it for uh, quite a while. What's interesting here is there is a Democratic aide, Rolanda Young, who is very, very, very well liked by both Republicans and Democrats. And the outward push. I don't know if it's anything like anything I've ever seen for a current staffer who was she's teed up to be the deputy director of OMB. But I mean, people are coming out in force. Yeah, I've never seen a White House have such uh, an easy victory and not take it. There are probably good reasons that they don't want Shalonda Young in the OMB director job because it's clear they don't. They could get her through in a second. She's already almost confirmed. Um, and she's going to pass confirmation quite easily. Um, but now we have 30 major black organizations that have come out and s- suggesting that Young should be the next OMB director, including the NAACP, National Urban League and National Action Network. That's uh, Al Sharpton's organization. The House Democratic leadership has suggested that they want Shalonda Young in that position. And and she's only going to be acting. And that it's just It's a very interesting thing to watch this White House not take an opportunity to get an easy victory. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.